Hello, hello. Welcome to podcast. I'm so happy you are here. I'm really excited to talk to you today about why the unseen matters more than we may think. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot because I not only deal with people in their health and certain things in that matter in our bodies that we can't see, but also I'm very much so in touch with that spiritual world, all of the energies that we carry, but we cannot see. It's more of the, the feelings and the effects that we feel from the unseen. And I talk a lot about how we can help manage our own energy and the things that are unseen and why they are important to at least recognize about you know, how much they really are impacting our reality. So I hope you have fun listening to this today. I am really going to do my best to be more consistent with putting out more episodes. And I do want to let you know this episode I recorded live on YouTube. So you can find in the show notes the link to watch that if that's something that is more up your alley or you want to watch my tan face. I have a nice tan. No makeup because we're dealing with the unseen. I'm not I'm not focusing on the scene here. It's, it's more about the internal world and about the workings of energies that are around us. So anyways, without further ado, please enjoy. Hello and welcome to podcast. I'm so excited because I have a new microphone right now and I'm actually recording live on YouTube. If you are listening in on a streaming platform, I don't have any makeup on. I've been in the sun all day. I probably have a little under <laughs> um, eyeliner under my eye. Um, kind of looking like a hot mess, but I don't really care because it's about the message. And I just wanted to honestly show off this really cool, it's colorful. It's a colorful microphone. Okay, I'm going to try not to move it around so the sound doesn't get all messed up. But um, really, really excited to talk today about the unseen. So I guess it's it's actually appropriate that I'm not, you know, feeling all fancy and dressed up and makeup because this is not about what we are seeing today. This is about our internal worlds and all of the things that are going on in the universe, in our lives, in our realities that we actually cannot see and why these things are so important to recognize and to be aware of. So the intention for this episode is to increase awareness around what actually shapes our realities so you can take away a higher level perspective on the things that are very important, but these things we cannot actually see. And I noticed that a lot of people, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I notice a lot of people put emphasis on what we can see. For example, the way we look, our bodies, um, the clothes we wear, and a lot of the very shallow types of elements of life. So I really wanted to touch base on, again, like your internal world, um, your beliefs and all of the things I'll get into all the different things that are unseen, a lot of them at least, because I'm like, what else is there that's unseen? And I'm like, well, it's probably limitless. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. We probably don't even know everything that's out there that is unseen 
from spirits to, you know, ghosts to energies and things like that. So it's just really fun to talk about this because it's intriguing and it's important because if we're only focusing on the material 3D world, yes, that can help amplify our lives in certain ways. But if that's our sole focus, it can actually deteriorate our well-being and our happiness. So the mantra for today, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's not a silly one, but it's really simple. The mantra is I'll see it when I believe it. Again, I'll say it, I'll see it when I believe it. Because usually I took that, that common phrase, I'll believe it when I see it and flip that around because we can actually create our realities and certain things. Um, and it doesn't, totally apply to everything that I'm talking about today, but I thought that was kind of a fun mantra about the importance of your beliefs and the things that we cannot see. Um, so I'll see it when I believe it. Okay. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of the things that are unseen that are really important to be aware of and to understand how these internal and um, unseen I'm going to try to come up with more words for, for, for that, but we'll see. Um, all of the unseen that are super important. So I'll just list some things off and then I'll get into some specifics. So our, something that really comes to mind that I think triggered this episode was our inner health and our organs inside of our bodies. <laughs> so this is more of a physical thing, but again, it's something that we cannot see. Uh, it's something that we don't see, like when we eat the burger, like what's actually going on inside of our bodies. And I just wanted to draw attention to that. Although it is physical, it's something that we are not seeing in our faces. And a lot of times um, people are not giving the time of day to our organs to even thinking about how they're being affected until our health um, takes a bad turn and we're forced to think about that. Um, another thing that is unseen that's important is our beliefs and our thoughts, especially our habitual thoughts, the things that we think all the time. Oftentimes this is more subconscious, our, our thoughts that are continuously coming through. Um, it's just like a, like a cycle oftentimes, the thoughts that we think. And that's why a lot of us get in our own way. It's because our subconscious mind is so programmed to think a certain way that we don't even realize we're thinking that way because we're so used to thinking that way. <laughs> um, so it's good to be aware and to kind of break that cycle. Um, another thing is faith. So faith is just like, it is a belief, but having faith in something, you know, is not uh, something you can see. It's like having faith in God, right? Um, or having faith in source or the creator or whatever you believe in. Like it's a, it's a faith that you hold. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, something that we cannot see is fear. And oftentimes that takes over when we don't even realize it either. Although it's not showing on us, sometimes it is, sometimes it does end up, you know, we can see in, in people's expressions when it's like hardcore, like totally expressing it out. You can, you can kind of see the expression of fear, but we cannot see fear itself. Another thing is energy. I mean, this is huge energy, like the energy that we hold and carry and how we vibrate in, in the energy that we hold most often our vibration, um, 
is so imperative to be aware of and to to manage really um and then things like the universal laws like the law of oneness the law of attraction the law of cause and effect the law of polarity the law of rhythm all of these things are things that are happening right now you know they're happening all the time but it's not anything that is like okay the law of rhythm is happening as like the seasons change because that's basically what the law of rhythm is saying is like you know nature goes through changes it has a cycle it has a rhythm to it um and that's not necessarily yes it is something we can see but it we're not seeing that law of rhythm like completely like laid out in front of us it's just we see parts of that happening and that's that's the case with all of this you know our inner health like sometimes if your kidneys are going or something you can see that on someone's face you, you can see the effects of all of these things and that's why the unseen is so important because we what happens mostly again what i notice is that people wait until the unseen becomes seen in a negative way in order to pay attention to the unseen. That's really, really important. That's something that is like, I don't want to say it's a trigger for me, but it's kind of why, you know, it's why I coach. It's why I want people to live happier lives. It's why I do what I do because I don't want people to have to wait until a diagnosis comes along or until something happens where it's like, whoa, my organs actually do matter. Like what I eat actually does impact me. It's like we see the food, right? That takes over what we can't see, which is our organs. So when you see that juicy burger, that those French fries, sorry, I don't want to cause you to like go to the drive-thru right now by romanticizing this. But when we see these things, like even on a commercial, what we're doing is it's like programming our brain to want that, especially if we're seeing it all the time with marketing. And then we totally forget about what the actual effect is on the things that are in our bodies that we don't see in the mirror. When we look, you might say, oh, I want to change my waistline. Um, but I know from my personal experience, when I wanted to lose weight, I was not thinking about my organs. In fact, I literally remember saying... <laughs> This is so ridiculous because I'm working, I do work with, as a health coach, with people that have pre-diabetes, pre um, that are diabetic, that have gotten these diagnoses, that is like, now they're trying to play catch up and they're trying to reverse all this stuff, but we don't have to wait until that point. But what, and so I work with people that, you know, I'm helping them make better decisions. We talk a lot about different foods and stay away from not only tons of processed sugar, but artificial sugar. Um, but in my experience, when I was losing or attempting to lose weight over the 10 years that I went up and down like 40 pounds constantly, um, in my 20s mostly, I remember eating Splenda. Splenda is a fake sugar. It's literally like a packet of chemicals that you're putting into your bodies. And like, you know, like everything causes cancer. So whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, I remember saying I'd rather be skinny. I'd rather be skinny. So I was focused on the scene and totally wrecking my health on the inside. Yeah, I might have been losing weight, but again, that's something you're seeing. I'm maybe losing fat, but I'm not seeing the chemicals infiltrate 
my liver and into my bloodstream to see what that's actually doing to my health. I was only focused on what I could see, which was my weight. So it's really important when we're making decisions to not only think about, okay, how will people see me when I make this decision? It's how am I going to feel? How am I going to feel? What am I manifesting within myself? What kind of reality am I actually creating by making this choice that isn't actually healthy, but it makes me look better, quote unquote. And by the way, yeah, maybe it worked. It did. But that's why I kept gaining weight back because that those fake sugars also, side note, they do not help you overall lose weight um, because it tricks your taste buds into tasting things that are super sweet. So it actually causes more cravings. And that's why um, part of the reason I was on such um, like starve binge cycles was because when I was like starving myself, I would have Splenda and my coffee or whatever and my yogurt. And then after a while, it was like these cravings were so intense that these fake sugars added to, I could not resist and I did not resist. And the yo-yo dieting happened for so long. And it's just so sad to think about all those years I was feeding my body things that weren't actually benefiting me in the long run, but were making me feel like, okay, I lost five pounds. I see it, you know, I'm a little, my face like got a little skinnier. So I'm seeing these results. So I'm going to keep going down this path. Luckily I woke up from that slumber and, and now I am more awakened to the things that really matter, which no, I cannot see. I cannot see my heart inside of me. I cannot see my liver or my kidneys or the blood vessels, you know, I cannot see any of that, but I respect all that is within me that I, that I can't see when I look in the mirror. And that's more important um, than what you see when you do look in the mirror, because ultimately when I started to treat my body with respect, eating organic foods, fruits, vegetables, all the produce. And um, I, you naturally, I naturally lose lost weight. And I feel like that's a trigger for people to be like, oh, I did it naturally. But honestly, after I got out of those cycles, when I focus on becoming stronger and healthier rather than skinnier and skinnier, I, I became so much healthier and the weight dropped off more naturally because that was not my focus. When we're so focused, I know it, it works for a lot of people to focus on weight loss and to lose weight. I'm just curious to know how long that actually lasts. Again, I work with a lot of people that have lost 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, and they've gained it back and then some, and I can totally relate to that. But I am wondering if where, like how they created their goals from when they started, was that out of um, love for themselves, out of like appreciation for what they can do and for their potential and for um, their health and happiness, or is it because they hate themselves because they hate themselves in the way they look in the mirror? That's not a sustainable way forever to go about it. It might be a good kickstart to be super frustrated and look in the mirror and be like, I cannot do this anymore. I know that that's what happened. You know, it, it, it happens to a lot of us. I know that happened with, um, my boyfriend. It happened with myself, you know, Sometimes you just like need a little bit of a wake up call and then you start making choices that are beneficial. So anyways, that that has a lot to do. Obviously, that was touching on health. 
and our inner health that is something that we just simply ignore. Let's get into more things that are a little bit more energetic, spiritual, because that's my jam. Actually, it's all my jam. Mind, body, soul, baby, holistic health. That's who I is. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling this vibe with this microphone, so excuse the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the quirky that's coming out. I don't know. I kind of like it because that's who I am. That's who I is, like I said. Okay, so when it comes to things like your energy that you carry, oftentimes we, I don't know, I think more about this nowadays, now that I work with people and I really am more in tune with behavioral health, with, um, you know, the way that humans are and just our psychology. Um, it's more than just like a mood swing or like I'm stressed today. Um, there's a lot of patterns that we can look at, um, but not totally see, but like bring to surface, you know what I mean? And, and then you can figure out like, okay, maybe it's, maybe like my energies are out of alignment. Like for example, your divine feminine and your divine masculine, maybe these energies are just like so out of alignment and your masculine is taking over so much that your feminine is suffering, but it's coming out in ways like the, the, byproduct of that is um, feeling really, really depressed because you've been uh, suppressing emotions that you maybe don't feel are appropriate to express. And that is something, you know, the cause of this is the unseen, the energies that we are holding and feeling and the patterns that we're creating for ourselves neurologically and in our nervous system and spiritually and emotionally, all of these patterns that we create within ourselves, it's all, it's all an energy. Like it's all an energy that we cannot see, but it's something we can feel. And that's why tuning into how we feel, especially like, especially if that masculine is taking over, which is the case for many people, many, many people, um, that toxic masculinity of like, go, 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 do, 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 push, push, push. Um, I'll sleep when I die, like that kind of stuff. Like we got to slow the F down and understand that when we have some time to do nothing, which we all should just have even a couple of minutes to do nothing, no responsibility, nowhere to be, nothing else to do. And just give yourself that time to feel into what is going on energetically in your body. What is going on energetically in your emotional body, in your spiritual body? There are messages always being sent our way. And again, this is all unseen. And when we do not tune into them because we can't see them or because we're dealing with this and that and everything else that I have to do today because my priority list is way too high and I've created a life that I just can't handle. That's when we have to realize, like, first of all, we got to take radical responsibility but also you need to take a goddamn second to rest. Put yourself, put your ass on the floor and like lay down, like lay down, let shit go. We carry so much again, nothing that we can see, but it's all energy that we carry. Oftentimes that's not even our energy. That's where we create emotional and, and energetic boundaries with people. So this is something that I'm really working on too in my own life is when you go to a party or hang out with family or go see someone 
and you kind of like know that maybe they kind of gossip or they're in like negative, a little bit of negative energy. Um, but it's someone you really enjoy and they're just maybe having a hard time. Who knows what it is? Um, when you are in a situation like that, you want to make sure that you are putting up some sort of energetic boundary where you're not taking on empathetically everything that this person is spilling out to you because that's not yours to hold. And when you do take that on, it becomes your problem and then you have to deal with it. <laughs> so yes, be there for your friends, be there for your family who are dealing with issues but don't dive in so deep where it's all your shit now. You're just adding all the piling it on. And I know that's what a lot of people pleasers do. That's what a lot of uh, people with the unhealed feminine wounds do is they just kind of just allow themselves to be this garbage can for other people to dump in because they feel bad or because they want to be there for someone else that they don't necessarily know how to do in a, in a healthy way. So being aware of that when you are around people that have a little bit more of that negative energy, you don't have to cut these people out. Sometimes that is the case if it's constant and it's toxic and it is just pulling your life out of you. You really... So, so cut those people off if you need to, but that's the extreme. If this is someone in your life that you just, you know, you see once in a while, it's family, whatever, um, have that energetic boundary. And it can be as simple as taking a moment, pull up in your car, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and take a deep breath and just say to yourself, okay, I have my energy. I feel really good. I feel stable and nothing can penetrate that. And then imagine just a white light filling your body, just a white light filling your body from the top of the head, all the way to your fingertips, to your toes, fill it all the way up. And this white light just re represents your truth, represents love, represents your authenticity and your own energy that you are creating within you that you are in control of. And when you go into that house and something comes your way, you have this energetic shield. And just knowing that, like being mindful of that white light that's like your shield, that's like, you can even imagine a bubble around you. I'm telling you, our imagination is a very powerful thing. And that's why this unseen is so important. That's why this episode is so important. Because these things that we do can help create a much better physical reality that we do see. We, you know, we can see a bigger smile on our faces in the mirror when we're when we're working with these things. So allow that other person's energy to kind of just bounce off of you, um, and you can also benefit them from showing up in a lighter manner, not feeling like, oh God, what is she gonna say? What is she gonna say? Fuck. Oh my God. Ugh, okay. I'm sinking with you. Like we don't need to prepare ourselves for the worst. Let's prepare ourselves for the absolute best. And that can be shining a light on these people that are maybe a little bit more negative. If they take it great. If not, that's okay. You're protecting yourself. White light is a very, very, very strong, the strongest, brightest, um, reflector uh, for uh, an energetic boundary. So use that. 
I also like to fill myself with white light just just before I'm going to bed, like as I'm closing my eyes, going to sleep. If all of these like, you know, at night when you're going to bed and this is something else that's unseen is all of these thoughts and like worries and everything in your subconscious that's like seemingly negative, just all of a sudden just floods in when you're quiet. And that happens a lot because especially if you don't give yourself that time in the day to meditate and to process these things that you, you know, maybe you need to make a, a to manifest list, not a to do list, a to manifest list. It's much more empowering that way. <laughs> um, and, and maybe it's just taking some extra time during your day to just take five minutes to allow your energy to move, like shake out your body, be aware of what's going on, shake it out and just start managing the, these energies that no, we cannot see, but we feel the results of and other people too. Other people feel the results of it. You ever meet someone who's like, whoa, I don't know what it is about that person, but wow, they are just so the life of the party. They're so bright. They're so energetic. They're so awesome. That's something that, you know, we, uh, we kind of take for granted or not necessarily take for granted, but we forget we could be that person too. Like we can be that person too. Um, working with coaching clients, they always say like, um, I, you know, I'm signing up with you because I really want to be a person who is really happy, who has a lot of energy, who is in their divine feminine, things like that. And I always say like, I just want to let you know, you are like, you are that, especially just having that desire. It tells me that that's inside of you, but things again, that you cannot see are simply, um, masking them. They're suppressing them. Like, again, when we carry shit from not only ourselves, but other people that suppresses our magic, that suppresses our joy, that suppresses our divine feminine and masculine energy that are so beautiful and naturally are there and that we have and that are aligned. But what happens when we go and live life and make certain decisions and hang out with certain people and um, drink alcohol and smoke weed and do this and that and pick up all these energies, especially when we're drinking and, and smoking, like you're opening yourself up. You're literally becoming a portal for spirits to come through. And oftentimes it's, it's negative um, if you're just like completely unaware and you're not using these um, medicine, like the, you know, marijuana or alcohol in positive ways that are, are intentional. I mean, how often do you just go out with friends and just chug back a few? That's fine, but just know that you could be opening yourself up to spirits. That's why these drinks are called spirits, right? And I've actually experienced that with marijuana. I don't know if I shared this on my ayahuasca episode, but this is wild. When I, the second night that I did ayahuasca back in April, um, was it the second? Yes, it was the second night because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have like a little puff of my weed pen to go to bed. And like, not even like the flower. It was just like a tiny puff of my weed pen, the oil. I haven't, I hadn't had it in a while. And this was like, after the second ceremony of ayahuasca. And so the medicine is still running through me. I didn't think anything of it. I just took a little puff, lay down. And I wasn't having like any vision, like 
the ayahuasca was kind of worn off, but the medicine stays in your system for a couple of days. So I kind of learned the hard way that, um, after when I laid down, I closed my eyes and I was like, Oh my God, there was just all of these men, like these faces that were coming through so clearly, like clear as day from the wrinkles to their faces. They were like soldiers and just like a bunch of men. I just remember seeing like men, like colonel officers. I don't know what, who they were, but they kept flashing. Like they were trying to come through my consciousness, like through my, my mind, you know, my eyes were closed and even with them open, I can see it too, because I was in pitch black. Um, and this was after I, I took a little hit of weed because I was totally feeling fine after ayahuasca. And I did not see any visions like that on ayahuasca, but because it was still in my system and I took a puff of that weed, all of these spirits were like, let's do this. And they were trying to come through and it was scary. It was kind of scary, but like, because I felt so strong after doing ayahuasca for two days in a row and learning about these spirits, like I not in the marijuana way, but in the ayahuasca way, I learned that on ayahuasca, if there's spirits that are trying to come through, like you can stand your ground and you can, um, you can basically like bring them to the light or you can like, you know, make an impact on them. So they're, they don't stick around or, um, you can give them so much love that they just are like, they disappear into the light basically. And so what I did in that moment was I was like, <laughs> I was like laughing. I was like, you really, you really seriously, like you want to be here right now. Like, that's so funny that you want to be here. And it was just this lighthearted feeling that I, that came over me and they, and they did end up like, whew, they like went away. They were going away, going away, going away. And it made me realize the power of, you know, the unseen, the power of your mind, the power of um, energy control, because when we're in such a negative state, energetically, we are just like really opening ourselves up for more bad energy. Like we become an attractor to more bad energy. I mean, it's like the law of attraction, right? We attract what we are and who we are and what we be. And so when we are so negative and so scared and so much in fear, it literally is pulling in more of that. And that's why you do want to be careful with marijuana because, and that's why a lot of paranoia happens is because people are not prepared to actually deal with these negative energies that are trying to come through. Oftentimes we just think, oh my God, it's just paranoia. It's just a side effect of a weed. But no, you have to deal with that in a really positive way. I just listened to a podcast episode. Um, what was his name? Actually, two of them. You got to look this up. So he was on Aubrey Marcus with Ryan. It was Ryan Sprague. He was on Aubrey Marcus. And I, I love this guy because he's so smart and he's been in the medical uh, marijuana or just marijuana field for a long time. And they talk a lot about using marijuana in a way that's actually helpful and not just like you get high and fuck off. Um, these are medicines that we need to respect. And we forget again that like we are really opening ourselves up as portals when we become high and we get drunk. So just be mindful of that. Um, again, that's kind of focusing on like, I just want to have fun. And it's like, this is like, life is hard. That's like, it's not 
dealing with your fear or with your anxiety or with your stress. It's just putting a bandaid over it for a day that is going to hurt when you rip it off tomorrow because the hangover sucks. And it's just like, just know that we have the power. Sorry about that on YouTube. Hello, I am back, back, back. Sorry about that. I don't know why it stopped recording, but we're just going to keep going on with it. I was on a good roll there. So yeah, we want to manage our energy in the best way possible and be very, very mindful when we are using substances that, um, that shift our minds, that are psychedelics, things like that. If you end up doing ayahuasca, it's again, it's like not something I'm recommending. It's just from my experience, I wanted to share that. But if it is, I've had a lot of people message me and be like, where did you do it? How did you, you know, I want to know more. And it's like, if you're feeling called, that's awesome. But like, you have to make sure you sit with people that are experienced that can actually give you the tools. Like, like I got about the spirits. Um, I was able to manage it so easily, but I could imagine that happening and not knowing anything about how to deal with that and be like, oh my God, I am literally doomed right now. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I think that the spiritual realm is more prevalent in our realities than we realize. And the way to, I guess, dive into that, I know this, this topic is a little all over the place just because the unseen is a lot of different things, but it's really what comes to my mind as very important, um, these certain things that I'm touching on today. Um, but when we are able to understand like what our triggers are, when we are more open, um, like even just like figuring out the sensations we feel. And that's what I've been working on every day. When I meditate, I listen to a song, I breathe and I pray. And when I pray, it's to my grandfather, um, who has, who passed away on my birthday, um, January 22nd, 2022. I mean, think about that. That was one, two, 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 two. So like that right there is a portal that he entered into. Um, and the fact that he chose my birthday, anyways, this little tangent, like it just was so special. And so I feel very connected to him, especially because of that. I feel like it was something he gifted to me. And I know that sounds weird. And I, my Grammy was like, why does Cassie like that he died on her birthday? <laughs> and it's like, Grammy, like, it's an honor. Do you get it? Like, come on, you know, and he was in kind of a vegetative state for a little while. And he wasn't, you know, there um, for a while. And he was just not having a quality life at all. Couldn't do anything by himself. Like he had just people doing things for him and couldn't even eat, you know, swallow, things like that. It was just like, it was hard. Uh, he had Parkinson's too. So the effects of that was really hard to watch. So when he did pass, it was quite the honor that he passed on my birthday. And things like that is just like, it's so powerful. And so I feel like he's a spirit in my life that is really, really prevalent, especially because I do pray to him. Um, I've asked him to help with certain things in life and I've seen certain things change and it's just, it feels really cool. Um, on father's day, actually the, it was the first father's day since he passed. Um, just a little story. I was feeling, I was feeling really down. The day didn't start that way, but for some reason after Joe and I went and had breakfast, I got home and I was just like, I feel really sad. I feel really depressed. I don't really know why. And it was Father's Day. So I 
I'm pretty sure like in retrospect, and even on that day, I kind of realized it's Father's Day. And so, you know, this is the first Father's Day without grandpa here. Um, my dad's kind of in a weird funk. So I kind of felt for him and I was just feeling away. And I was feeling in such a way that I don't know if I asked for a sign, but what happened was when I was laying down, like bawling my eyes out, I look up and I see in my bird feeder, there's a bird with a blue stripe down it. And I was like, oh my God, that's grandpa. And I just like knew that even though I wasn't talking to him, like praying or anything like that at the time, I just, it was something that kind of like broke that little feeling that, well, it was not a little feeling. I was really feeling low and it just, even in my lowness, even in my tears, I was like, oh, you know, it brought me this, like this message. I feel like from grandpa, like, girl, you're good. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, it was just, it's, it's one of those things where it's important to remember like the cosmic joke that we are in. Like, this is a big cosmic joke. Um, and again, this, it's not something that you can see, but when you do notice these little things, like when you believe it, you can see it. Like when you believe that grandpa is sending you signs, you'll see that. And so that's why I wanted to share that because it's really powerful to have that awareness to the things that we can see that are coming from the unseen. So that's pretty cool because it's not only things that we feel and think it's signs and synchronicities that are showing up in our reality that are stemming from our connection to the unseen. Boom. Boom. That's important. It's important to recognize. It's important to um, help yourself in different ways that aren't just like, let me think myself out of the situation. It's more about let's, let's feel some different things. Let's feel into grandpa's presence. Let's feel into spirit. Let's feel into, um, light energies and from source energy, from these energies that we literally cannot see and don't even like know for 1000% sure that they're there. But it's not about knowing in your head. It's about feeling it and believing it because that's where the power lies is beyond the scene. And like I said in that mantra, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it. And I saw it. And I, I even the other day I said, this is why I got a little mixed up because the other day I was feeling low ups and downs, you know, it's normal as humans, even as a coach who helps people feel better in life. Like I still need to help myself feel better. And sometimes I neglect that. And then I'm like, Whoa, why do I feel depressed all of a sudden? It's like, Oh yeah. Cause I've been pouring my cup out for other people, but I do a pretty good job at managing my energy, but I think I need to do even more of it. So the other day I was just like, grandpa, please just give me a sign. Just give me a sign. And I wanted to point out, by the way, that that bird that came to the feeder, that was the first time in a month or two that I've ever seen a bird on that feeder. And I've been, I put it up there thinking, oh my God, they're going to flock here. And weeks went by, weeks and weeks. They never came until that day when I was feeling so low and grandpa bird came through. So I asked him for another sign because I'm just greedy like that. But it was like, you know, weeks later. And what happens, um, now there's like more birds on this feeder. But that day that I asked for a sign, I got home and there were two, the cutest things. I've like, I've never seen these birds around here and here they are. 
And I guess birds are maybe my spirit animal at the moment. Uh, my mom loves birds too. And I just feel like it's something that a lot of spirits will kind of message us through, um, through birds. So anyways, just wanted to share that. So yeah, so just be aware of the unseen, be aware of it. And when we neglect it, that was when I was living my worst life ever. <laughs> was when I was focused so much on the 3D, on how I looked in the mirror, what kind of clothes I was wearing, what color my hair was, what jewelry I was wearing, how I was perceived by other people. And so that literally changed my internal internal world. It was just like this negative cycle that I was in of not really living my truth and then continuously doing these like shallow materialistic things in order to make me feel better that lasted for like five minutes, and then I would find myself in an even worse spot because I'm like, why am I not feeling better? So dive into the unknown, dive into the unseen. That's where a lot of the messages lie. That's where your highest self and your spirit lives. Your highest self. That's not something you can necessarily see. I mean, we can dress up and like dress like a queen, but just like I was working with my client today, I'm like, okay, let's imagine your inner queen. How does she show up? This is your highest self. How does she show up in these in-between moments? What is she doing? What is she eating? What is she writing? Is she writing? How is she showering? How is she washing her hair? How, what drink is she drinking? What is she, how is she eating? Like it's all of the little things that we don't realize we put our energy into that creates our internal, re internal, internal reality. Our outer reality is a reflection of our inner reality. So when our inner reality feels shitty or when our, when our outer reality, excuse me, feels shitty, when it's like, oh, I got to go to work, life, I hate this, I don't even want to deal with food, like what's going on in your internal reality? Clearly, something is a little misaligned and it could be your divine masculine, feminine, maybe you're not in touch with your highest self at all that's a good place to start is just to be like, put your hand on your heart, close your eyes and ask yourself, like, what is my queen self or my highest self? How is she in this moment? All right. Before I ramble on anymore, I think I'll finish it up there. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for um, enjoying my new microphone. I hope you enjoy it. Hopefully the sound is good. Um, and if you are listening on any platform that you're streaming my podcast on, just know that this is, um, a live stream on my YouTube as well, that you can go and watch as well, as well, as well as I burp, excuse me. So sorry. <laughs> this microphone is so cool though. And it's really gonna, um, give me that little extra motivation and ammunition to show up even more prominently on my podcast. I think the next episode, this might not come to fruition, but I want to talk about why I'm off of social media right now. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I am taking a two month break. So that'll be a little teaser for the next episode because I do think this is something important to talk about because it does go deeper than toxic people online. It goes much deeper than that. Um, because I actually find a lot of joy, a lot of creativity in the platform that is Instagram. I've had it since college. Oh my God, it's been so many years. I feel like it's a journal at this point. But anyways, I'll get into that next episode so you can look forward to that. Um, feel free to email me too if you are interested in 
in working with me one-on-one for coaching. My email is CassandraDesaro at gmail.com. You can find that in the show notes. Um, Feel free to share this episode on your social media and tag me too. I know that I'm not on there too, but spread the word. That would be really helpful. If you haven't subscribed yet to my YouTube channel, to Spotify, to Apple, wherever you listen, please do so. If you can write a review, that would help me out so much. I really want to grow my podcast, reach more people. And I really want to have guests on. Um, By the end of the year, that's a, a 2022 goal is to start having guests on because yeah, I like to talk all the time, but I also really like to riff with other people, with other coaches. There's so many other coaches I want to talk to um, and so many other people that are so insightful that we can just have such good conversations. So if that's something that is interest of you, you can also shoot me an email and be like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And I am totally open to that because at this point, I've never had a person (laughs) besides myself. So I think I'm like getting to that point where I'm ready and I'm excited to expand. Expansion, baby. All right. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. I will catch you next time on podcast. Bye for now. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.